Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Value Driven Marketing Podcast. Today I'm very happy to be speaking to Jennifer Montague of Onomondo about the future of marketing and how effective B2B marketing looks today. Uh, for me, it was a very inspiring conversation. Um, Jennifer views marketing as being holistic growth. Throughout the company, it's not just acquisition, uh, it's activation, it's retention, it's expansion. And she details about how she has reached this vision and how she's building things on Amondo. So I hope you joined this episode and I hope you, you enjoy it. If you want to know more about Jennifer, she comes from New York. Um, she's a published author, marketing thought leader, and prominent public speaker who has spent her career growing brands through strategic digital campaigns. Jennifer has um, extensive experience in global marketing, having lived and worked in four countries, and is currently the VP of Growth at Onomondo, an Internet of Things startup headquartered in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um, also, Jennifer is co-host of the Marketing Corner podcast, where together with Kasper Rachman, they get real about marketing and share um, actionable insights. It's a very engaging podcast. I do invite you uh, to check it out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Jennifer, welcome to the Value Driven Marketing Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So Jennifer, there's this question that I like to ask every guest, um, and I think it gives me a, you know, a bit of an insight into your world. Um, and that question is, do you still remember what was your dream job as a child? I do. Yeah, I had actually, I had a three-way tie. So I wanted to be a detective because <laughs> um, I really loved like true crime and, and stuff like that. I wanted to be a detective. I wanted to be an author and a mm. photographer for National Geographic. So um, I couldn't really pile all of those into one, but I was a huge <laughs> fan of Murder, She Wrote. Uh, I don't know if you know Murder, She Wrote, but you know, she yeah. solved crimes and was an author. So that was two of my boxes. So I thought I could do that. <laughs> well, Didn't that's nice. That <laughs> well, I think um, having a detective side uh, kind of works well in marketing. So in a way, <laughs> you're there. <laughs> Interesting. True. And I, I did get uh, published. So I'm a technically a published author. So that's two boxes ticked. <laughs> exactly. You have the last one to go, but you still have enough time. <laughs> I <hope> so. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so Jennifer, when I, you know, discovered you online, I came across your uh, profile on LinkedIn. Um, it was very interesting for me to kind of um, get an idea of what's your view on marketing and the role of marketing, essentially. So can we start here? Can you tell me what's your vision um, about marketing's role in a company? Yeah, absolutely. And I think to put this into context, I had kind of a, I don't know, like an awakening um, maybe. Mm -hmm. So I was on maternity leave. I had a baby girl in August of last year and I was on 14 months of maternity leave because I live in oh, Scandinavia, this... which is lovely. <laughs> and um, being able to take sort of 14 months away from your day to day and really think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if, is it really working? Um, mm -hmm. The big, you know, contributing to the big picture. And I kind of realized it wasn't. Um, I was doing what marketers do, but mm -hmm. when I looked at the results. I wasn't growing things. I wasn't building the way that I wanted to. And so that was something that was really important to me when I rejoined the workforce in May was I wanted to change how marketing did stuff. <laughs> I wanted to change how, how we 
how we contributed to the business as a whole, because I think that something was missing. So mm -hmm. um, for me, I believe that marketing is pivotal for holistic growth in a company. And I think that it is more than customer acquisition. It is more than ads and Google ads and social ads. It's how you build organically through the company. And that includes, yes, acquisition, but also onboarding customers, mm -hmm. um, activation. How do we get them to that wow moment faster and keep them in the product? How do we retain them and how do we upsell or expand them? So it's more than just Google ads. And that's um, something that I, that's kind of my vision of marketing. And luckily for me, I met a company that was looking for something new. They also were kind of disillusioned with how marketing traditionally was kind of done. And mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. it was kind of a meeting of the minds. And and that's why I ended up at Anamundo. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so you had this time to to reflect and kind of, you know, take a step back, put things into perspective. Um can you try and detail a bit what exactly in your experience led you to come to this conclusion? What triggered you to say, okay, this is not working? Yeah, I think there's been a couple of things. I, I think first and foremost, I was often told by managers and things, you know, if I had an idea that wasn't based on lead generation mm -hmm. it, and mm -hmm. I, you know, but it was something that I think marketing could really help the company doing this. I would often be told that's not your job. And I think that would lead to the conversation of things like attribution, right? If, if, we, if I spend $10,000 a month, but 2,000 of that is being spent on employer branding or you know, something that isn't new customers coming through the door, mm -hmm. I was kind of in trouble. You know, I had to justify <laughs> it. And that's not really how it should be, right? And then the other thing that that kind of leads into is this battling with sales. Mm -hmm. um, in my previous experience, Sometimes you see online, people talk about, oh, it's just credit. You want credit. It's not just credit. It's headcount, right? And for me, if I didn't generate X amount of money, I didn't get new people to help me. <clears throat> or in worst case scenarios, I would lose people if I didn't mm -hmm. keep generating a certain amount of money. So then that automatically translates into fighting with sales for that credit, right? This, this was a marketing lead. No, no, this was a sales outbound. No, but they did marketing first. And, you know, it, it creates this battle internally that is not conducive to growth and, and what the company should be about. And I was just kind of tired of it, to be honest. Um, and so that's why I kind of wanted to move away from targets and this kind of binary attribution of what was the first touch um, that kind of, it just completely defeats the purpose. And I didn't want to work for people who didn't really understand marketing. A lot of the people I worked for were salespeople who mm. knew that marketing would help sales <laughs> and we were kind of a service to sales. Exactly. And it, it, and it's something that I think a lot of marketers face is this idea that you work for sales when instead we should all be working together and we can facilitate sales. We can make their lives easier, but it's mm -hmm. not strictly, we're not strictly a service department for sales. And that was something that was really important to me. If I were, once I returned to the workforce and I thought, how am I going to spend my time now? Um, I wanted to do it in some place that I felt that I was really contributing to growth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That sounds great. And I think marketing is, um, you know, being in service of sales is really an old and outdated way of doing things. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, more companies will catch up to 
how you know things are going now um so can we detail a bit and talk a bit about um how you got started to realigning marketing to have this holistic approach uh, and to impact both the buyer's journey and the customer's journey so what steps did you take how how was the process like yeah i think the first i think the most important thing was again to get that shift in management's head mm -hmm. of this is what marketing should be doing. I think there's a lot of reluctance to do things differently. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of money going around anymore. I'm sure, <laughs> you know, you've seen all the layoffs and, and people aren't investing anymore. And, you know, there's more and more pressure on everyone to make every penny count. And so when you come in and go, I want to do something where I don't have to count those pennies <laughs> because I just know those pennies are working. Obviously, that's not going to be a very um, appealing option for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. but we have to be honest, marketing is getting really, really expensive. I mean, Facebook alone has gone up by over 171% for CPM, um, LinkedIn, hundred, uh, 44%. Google has increased by 108% cost per click. I mean, it is getting super expensive to advertise. It's super crowded and consumers are sick of it. Um, so there, something needs to shift. And so I think that's kind of the point. Uh, you have to get management on board to this new way of doing things and they have to be comfortable with the unknown. That's the first mm -hmm. thing, because if they're not comfortable, you're never going to do anything new. Right. Um, so that's the first step. And then um, once we kind of got the attitude of marketing changed, one of the first things we did was we actually changed the name from marketing to growth. Okay. Because for so long, marketing is so closely associated with acquisition, but growth it's in the name, right? We're growing the company and maybe that's not just through acquisition. Maybe that's through other ways. So we changed the name to growth to kind of symbolize this is what we're focusing on. This is what we do. Um, so everyone in the company kind of now knows that this is kind of what we look after. And then, of course, I was taking the buyer journey, which is usually where marketing and sales sit and combining it with the, uh, the customer journey. So it's not just like, OK, we got we got them to sign they're your problem now, CS, right? We don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we're part of the solution and keeping those customers happy throughout because then those customers will tell other customers who will tell other customers. And that's how you build word of mouth. That's how you build a trusted brand. And I think it's kind of shitty. Can we swear on the mm -hmm. podcast? <laughs> but I think it's kind of <laughs> yeah, shitty we can. that companies, we can, okay. Um, I think it's kind of shitty to just, you know, hand CS a bunch of customers and say, you're on your own now. Um, so how do we combine the buyer journey and the customer journey? Um, and then one of the things that I did was I separated this kind of holistic journey into four pillars, four core areas that I want my team to look at. First, obviously, acquisition is still mm -hmm. super important. Um, so we are going to look at acquisition, but also um, activation. So how do we get customers onto the platform faster? How do we get them to that wow moment? Then looking at retention, how do we reduce churn and keep them you know, paying for us? How do we keep them happy? And then how do we upsell or expand those customers? So where I work at the moment, we have different ways in which we can upsell customers. And so how can we help do that? It's a lot cheaper and a lot easier to upsell an existing customer than to get a new customer. So these are kind mm -hmm. of the four areas um, that I focus on. And then from that, I break those four areas down into actionable things. So, um, you know, acquisition could be paid ads, of course. And then we have um, activation. Maybe we can um, in, in invest in video to help people onboard faster. So we're testing out kind of QR codes and things like that to help people get started faster. In terms of retention, how can we communicate with customers and create feedback loops? 
And then mm-hmm. finally with expansion, how do we invest more in product marketing, um, new feature releases and, and things like that. So, so it's kind of starting with the, the four pillars of what we want to focus on and then building actionable tasks within those four pillars to contribute to the overall growth of the company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's super important what you mentioned, finding the right mindset. Um, and I'm just curious if you, if you think this is something that you can uh, build for the from the ground up or change or rather you either find the right mentality and work with that or... Um, it's just something very difficult. Of course, you mentioned it on Amanda, you already found people who were aligned with you. So that was a smoother ride. Yeah, that, I mean, I was very lucky because I have spent some of my career. It, sometimes, you know, you feel like you're screaming into an abyss. You're saying this isn't working. <laughs> this isn't working. But it's like, but it's worked before. And this is what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm. like doing what everyone's doing. I want to do what's going to work. And um, I, so I think, I think. There is a movement towards growth marketing. I just think right now, maybe maybe it's too young. Mm-hmm. There's not tangible evidence of how it works. And that's something that I want to be kind of at the forefront of. That's my goal is to show, look, we're doing this different. And I'm using my, my podcast and I'm using my platform and my, you know, my kind of status as a, a marketing thought leader to show people, look, this is what we did and this is the results and you can have it too. And kind of show people that this is, wise and scalable and sustainable, much more so than doubling your Google ads budget. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the right way to do it. I think there needs to be more tangible evidence, more quantitative evidence that this is a smart way to grow. So that's kind of something that I kind of want to be a part of and and possibly be at the head of. That's that's my aim. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that uh, showing it works will help convince, you know, skeptical leaders. So it's, uh, I mean, it's it's a big task, but it's awesome to hear that you you want to contribute and share with with the world, essentially, your journey. And what's interesting uh, is, is, yeah. is um, sorry to interrupt, but what's interesting is, is I think marketers know it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you yourself, you, you're hearing me talking like, yeah, that makes sense. And other people I speak to are like, yeah, it makes sense. But it's kind of the people above us that we need to convince and we need to figure out ways to break down those barriers and have an open conversation of, of what is working and what does success look like? I think that's something that mm-hmm. a lot of companies don't really know. What is success? I often get, used to get asked, what's our best performing channel? And I would say, well, what is best performing? Is it best performing in terms of driving new leads, which in which case it's going to be Google ads, right? That's the one mm-hmm. that people are going through to become customers, but what are they Googling? Well, they're Googling our brand name. So, oh, so. there, there's something else working. So what is the best performing channel? And I think a lot of people don't know that they're just like, we need money, <laughs> we need more <laughs> money. What's making money. And I've had, I've had managers tell me before, I've not seen any, any one customers coming through LinkedIn. So turn off LinkedIn. And it's like, no, that's, you know, yeah. it's, so not I think like it's exactly. And I think that's, you know, having to get, and, and, and we talked about this actually on the podcast. This is one of the reasons I think you definitely need a marketing person at the table, a C-level. Mm-hmm. So a CMO mm-hmm. or something. There's so many organizations that don't prioritize the CMO. They prioritize a CRO, um, a CTO, but, you know, so they prioritize sales and tech, and then they just kind of trust sales to figure out marketing. And it doesn't really work that way. Um, you need someone with a marketing brain also at the table, which I think is missing at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And perhaps marketers need to, you know, be more um, 
assertive, I think that's the word, and make their uh, point across and just push back like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is mm -hmm. uh, what's going to work because I think it takes a lot of decisiveness to start something from scratch with, you know, little proof just based on your gut, really. Absolutely. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So can we talk a bit about strategy? How do you think of marketing strategy and what are the key areas um, that you take into consideration when, you know, crafting um, your marketing strategy? Absolutely. So I think um, that that's actually a really good question because that lead that, that follows on, I think, from what you just said of like marketers need to be more assertive. But I think a lot of times marketers have a bad reputation mm. for not getting shit done, right? Um, and sometimes we take the easy route. Oh, this this post had 11 clicks or whatever. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything. So my strategy, first and foremost, um, has to be, um, we need to know what the big picture is. Again, what does success look like? What are we trying to achieve? So for Onamondo, it's holistic growth. It wasn't new customers, it's ARR. How are we mm. going to increase that? And then we figure out different ways that we can contribute to that and, and help achieve that. Um, so when it comes to strategy, I think it's, I'm a big fan of reverse engineering things. So here's what we want to do. Let's work backwards. So if we want to increase, you know, revenue, then let's figure out how much revenue we want to increase, how much money in the past have we spent to make money, how much, you know, and, and try to figure that out. Then what channels have been working, what content has been working, what ad formats have been working, what images have been working. And, and, and work backwards to figure out exactly how you're going to achieve this. Um, and that's kind of how I like to start with a strategy. What are we trying to achieve? What's mm -hmm. worked in the past? How did we get there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the key is have a holistic KPI, not separate KPIs for each department. So everyone works towards the common goal of bringing revenue, not I'm going to bring traffic and sales is going to focus on converting whatever leads we get to them. Exactly. I think um, for, for one of the things that Anamondo that is, has been a great relief is that we have shared um, objectives with sales. Our OKRs are the same. So our OKR is to increase uh, ARR, you know, annual recurring revenue by X amount. We mm -hmm, have the mm -hmm. same goal. The other thing that we have done is we have removed targets for the growth team. So instead of X amount of leads generated or X amount of NKLs generated, we don't do that anymore because it takes our focus away from the objective. You know, if my objective is to generate leads and you need a, a presentation, guess which one I'm going to prioritize, right? <laughs> um, and so that's that's been a really big relief. And so what we do now as a team is we, and we have um, joint um, OKRs with uh, customer success as well. So all three commercial teams um, are mm -hmm. kind of aligned in generating ARR. And what's interesting about that is traditionally that is we need to quadruple the sales team and we need more leads. But what we have discussed and agreed on as a team is we're going to look at it and say, actually, if, if, if we increase retention and increase expansion rather than acquisition, is that going to help us achieve our goals? You know, what, what is actually going to help us achieve this ARR goal? And if it is increasing expansion, then that's what we're going to do. We're not just going to do an acquisition because that's what everyone does. And um, so I think um, in terms of a strategy as a company, as a whole, you have to remove individual OKRs for sales and marketing and even CS. You have to make sure everyone is, you know, it's like you're in a rowboat and everyone's paddling in different directions. It's, you're not going to get mm -hmm. anywhere. So, you know, we all need to be on the same team and we all need to be focusing on the same thing. And that also helps remove the silos. I'm no longer competing with sales. Sales are giving me feedback. I'm giving them sales enablement assets. I'm prioritizing what they need. 
they are understanding that we have other things that we're working on and it's a really nice collaboration as opposed to us servicing the sales team. We are working all together for the same goal. So that's, um, it's been a real big, it's amazing too. Like it just, the energy is so different. We're not competing. Mm-hmm. We're not like, oh, sales are taking credit for this. <laughs> you know, there was, there was a time where I would have to sit in HubSpot and I would have to watch what sales were calling things because they were taking credit for inbound leads. And I had to do that to justify my spend, which is not a good use of my time. <laughs> exactly. Energy. I was going to say that, that a lot of time is wasted and energy into proving things um, rather than just building together. So that's, that's exactly. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you talk me through, so you have the strategy, how do you actually go about implementation? How do you um, um, organize your uh, marketing initiatives and campaigns? Yeah. So again, once we have those OKR objectives, right, we know, okay, we're going to increase revenue by X amount. I can look across those four pillars and say, where in the past have we had the most success? Where are the low hanging fruit? Where are things that we can immediately have an impact? Mm -hmm. So for example, CS could really use some help making their help center a bit more interactive. So let's do that. Let's make the help center easier for them to use. Let's help them invest in a chat system that can help them answer questions faster. You know, so, so we look at where are the low hanging fruit in the first instance? And I like to look at kind of short-term, medium-term and long-term projects. So the Mm -hmm. short-term would be these really quick wins that we can get out the gate. Maybe we need some landing pages for Google ads because, you know, they they need to be specific about a particular keyword. Boom, get those done out of the way next. And then maybe for medium-term, it's it's how can we make the help center a little bit more interactive? And then long-term is new product, new features, product-led. How do we make the product even easier to use, even more accessible. Maybe we can make it free for, for certain features, you know, so there's kind of different different projects that we can look at. And then I, every meeting we have a whiteboard and I have stickers, post-it notes that say acquisition, <laughs> activation, retention, and um, expansion. And we put all of our tasks in those buckets and we know which one is helping which objective. Um, and mm-hmm. again, it's reverse engineering from there. So um, what do we need to do in order to launch this campaign? Well, first we need to know who is it going after? What is it going to say? What are we going to have them do? And then that's going to tell us what does the ad need to say? What is the landing page? You know, and you just kind of reverse engineer and reverse engineer till you get to, you boil it down to what can I do right now mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. this ball rolling? Um, and so, yeah, I'm a very action focused person. And I think that's something, that's one of the reasons I think marketers get a bad reputation. There's a lot of us. <laughs> especially people in like higher positions, we're mm-hmm. really good at strategizing. We're really good at thinking, <laughs> but we're not really great at executing. And um, a, a little bit about my background, maybe that, that kind of explains this and puts it into context is I was an intern doing digital okay. marketing. So that was my first marketing gig. And mm-hmm. I was doing all the shit no one else wanted to do. <laughs> you know, I, I was the intern. So they're like, hey, Jen, add these negative keywords. Hey, Jen, can you check the, you know, Google is working. Can you do that? And through that, I got such a great foundation of marketing mm-hmm. through hands-on that I built and built and built upon that skill set. So I'm a very hands-on manager. And right now I am the digital marketing manager. I am running the Google ads. I am launching oh. the campaigns. I'm doing all of that because we're a team of three. But eventually I'm going to be pulled out of that role. But I'm a very hands-on person. And if I don't know how to do it, I want to find the person who can. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's kind of... Um, I, I want marketers to be more action focused. That's one of the reasons we started the podcast uh, marketing corner, Casper and I, because yeah. we want marketers to be able to take action and do things 
and and move the needle uh, rather than sitting around and thinking a lot. <laughs> we need more mm-hmm. doers and less thinkers, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, strategy is sexy and it's really interesting to talk about it and think about things, but then just doing things consistently, I think that's, and at least for me, I find this to be the biggest challenge of all, just keep doing things, even when initially it doesn't seem to move the needle, figure out why it's not and keep, you know, going at it. So yeah. And I think it's, yeah. And one of the problems you have, right, is there's so many opinions. That's one of the mm-hmm. other things about marketing. The good thing about marketing is everyone is willing to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to silence the noise. I mean, I know once I, I was trying to make a landing page for a campaign and I had 14 different people, not in marketing, 14 <laughs> different people telling me what the landing page should say. And eventually it got delayed by six months and we missed the window and it was a seasonal campaign and it was just there's too much noise. And so I think mm-hmm. that's, again, why we need to know what does success look like and how are we going to get there? What is our objective? And then it helps us filter out the noise very a lot easier than, than if we were trying to please everyone. Mm-hmm. And part of being a marketer and part of being a marketing leader is saying no. I say no a lot more than I say yes, because we have to be focused in order to have an impact. Otherwise, we're just treading water all the time. And then people get annoyed that we're not doing anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. And I think saying no, it's a super skill. I really do. It's hard. (laughs) Yes. Um, So can we talk a bit about team um, and skills? So which skills do you have on your marketing team? Which, um, you know, skills do you plan to build? What people with what skills do you plan to bring into the team? Maybe in which order? Um, yeah, so I think skills are a tough one. This is always a tough question because so many marketers are one person armies, right? Mm-hmm. Like so many smaller companies, you are writing the content, you're making the ads, you're doing the social, you're building the landing pages, you're doing everything yourself. So you're kind of a generalist. And then, which is great, and that's what they hire you for, and you're wonderful, and you're the best person. And then they grow, and then they don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they say, no, actually, we need an SEO specialist. We need a Google ad specialist. We, you know, and all of a sudden you've kind of made, it's, 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 it's such a shitty way of doing things, but it's kind of <laughs> the way it is, right? It's, it's like, thank you so much for everything that you've set up. But now, because you have been so busy doing everything, you're not really great at one thing. And we're going to bring in people who are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I think all marketers need to think about. And this is something I always tell the people I mentor because I'm a mentor to three different um, marketers at the moment mm-hmm. is specialize in something. You have to specialize in something because right now I've gone through two layoffs. I've not been laid off, but I've had to lay people off twice. And the people who get laid off are the nice to haves. Mm-hmm. And the people who stay are the must haves. And you're not going to be a must have if you're a generalist and you can do a little bit of everything. And that's a really harsh way of saying it but that's reality. Sorry. (laughs) So in my team, I do want specialists. I I do want, you know, I I know a lot about marketing, but I'm not an expert in everything. Mm -hmm. So for example, SEO is not my strong point. It's not an interest. I'm really not interested in it at all, but I know how important it is. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I know enough about SEO to know what we should be doing and what we should not be doing, but I don't know how to execute technical SEO or do in-depth keyword research and, and long tail keywords and all. I don't know any of that. So I hire people to do that for me. Right. And so mm-hmm. I have an SEO specialist on my team. He's a really, really talented guy. And we've also hired an agency to kind of help because SEO is hugely important in terms of driving organic traffic, but it's not an area I know. So um, I like to build 
um, my team full of specialists and have them cover certain areas. So we know, okay, if we're going to do this campaign, the designer's making the designs, the content person's writing the copy, the web designer's making the landing page, and then the HubSpot automation person is going to do the integration to make sure the data gets the right place. You know, that's how I like to build my team. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Having said that, I also really want people who are keen to learn because there's always going to be things that fall in between chairs, right? And <laughs> we need someone who's ready to pick that up and go, hey, I, I can figure that out. You know, and I have, um, I've, I've worked with people who have said, not my job. And I work with people who said, I have no idea how to work in this platform, but I'm going to figure it out. And guess which ones I prefer working with. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, and I no really believe that good energy brings good energy. And so if you're keen to learn and you're excited to come into work, you're going to spread that to the people around you. But if you're in a shitty mood all the time mm. and you're not happy to be there or you're not motivated, and that can be management's fault too. I'm not putting that blame purely on the person. If someone's not doing the job that they enjoy, that's going to create negative energy. Um, so it's, it's um, yeah, that's important for a team as well. I don't know. I'm kind of going around in circles, but I want specialists who are keen to learn and who are um, happy to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> doing what they love <laughs> and have a growth mindset from what I'm hearing and have a growth mindset. Yeah. Like solutions oriented and let's mm -hmm. get shit done. That's kind of my team motto is get shit done. Um, <laughs> we even put it in our job description. We're looking for people who get shit done. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, um, there's a lot to do and I want doers. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, that's the kind of team that I want and, and I'm hiring right now. Uh, so we are a team of three at the moment on a Monday, myself and two others. So an SEO okay. specialist and a product marketing uh, specialist. Mm -hmm. And in August, we're welcoming four new team members. So we're almost doubling in size, which is really exciting. And that's going to help me build out different functions within the team. So one of the functions is going to be what I'm calling the creative studio. So that is going to be a designer and a videographer and an animation specialist. And they will, you know, they, of course, they're going to make stuff for ads, but they're, again, they're going to fall in those different pillars. So yes, they're going to make ads but they're also probably going to help with onboarding manuals or an onboarding video. Then they're mm -hmm. going to help with um, retention, maybe a customer video, or as we mentioned, the, the, the help center and expansion. So, you know, they're going to be focusing on that and then they're going to be making hoodies for this, for the company. And they're going to be doing employee branding. You know, they're going to have a lot of different things to do. Um, then I'm hiring a digital marketing manager who's joining us really, really talented guy. And um, he's going to head up what I'm calling the digital performance team. So that's going to be all the ads as well as the web performance. And that's going to be their area that they look after. Then we have the product marketing team where we're hiring an additional person and they're going to obviously look after competitor analysis, um, sales enablement assets, um, feature releases and things like that. Customer case studies are really effective and take a lot of time and effort mm. <laughs> to do. And then the function I'm very excited about is the brand and community function because I want to build my brand the right way. A brand is more than colors and a tagline. Mm -hmm. A brand is how people feel about you, whether they trust you, whether they like you, you know, and everyone uses um, Apple as the, the <laughs> example of how to build a great brand, but they, they built a brand that people trust and mm -hmm. they love mm -hmm. and people will camp out for the latest item that is really expensive, you know, because they've worked really hard to build that brand. And that's something that I think is super important for businesses moving forward. So I'm having a brand and community team who will be doing events with our customers, but also with non-existing non customers. We have a very um, developer tech heavy product. So our core mm -hmm. market are developers and tech people. So we're going to have hackathons. We're going to have um, events where they're going to learn 
how to hack and how to code and do all that stuff that I don't know. I don't have the first clue how to do it, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what they like to do and, and build that trust organically within the community. And that's how you get the word of mouth. That's how you get this dark funnel that everyone's talking about. Dark funnel is just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. But word of mouth is more effective when you make people feel good and they trust you. And, and that's a a big part of being scalable and sustainable. And so that's kind of a big play we're going to be doing in the next year or so. So it seems like you have uh, your plan laid out. You already know what you're doing. (laughs) I have my plan for today. (laughs) It changes. Often, but I kind of have an idea of, you know, this is where I want to be. Um, sometimes we have to add and take things away. And, you know, right now we're planning on being a team of about 12 to 15 by the end of the year. Wow. So that's bringing on, yeah, about a, an extra 10 to 12 people um, between, before the end of the year. And um, so we have a lot of growth, but I want to make sure I don't want to hire people and have nothing for them to do and have mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. focus area for them. So this is important for me to make sure this is what I want. This is what we need. This is the different functions and make sure I put the right talent in the right place to make sure that they're happy and we're growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds sounds really good. So really exciting things happening. Um, I want to talk a bit about uh, OKRs as well, because you mentioned um, having a common um, KPI and that's um, annual recurring revenue uh, across the three functions, uh, marketing sales, so growth sales and customer success. Uh, how mm-hmm. do you think about OKRs? Um, how do you work with them? If you can go through this question as well. Well, to be honest, we haven't set that up in Anamondo yet. We're having a meeting about it in the couple in August, I believe. So I don't know mm-hmm. um, how they do it at Anamondo, but it's going to be again very aligned. So I think overall at the company, it's going to be ARR. We have um, huge ambitions. We're on target to achieve those goals, which is really great. Um, but those goals will affect product. They will affect the dev team. They will affect sales and customer success. You know, all of us can be doing something to contribute to that, and that's what we break it down, right? Um, I think that, um, KPIs, OKRs, all those acronyms, um, I think it's important to have goals, um, that are achievable. You know, they're, they're stretch goals, but they're achievable. I think that makes me better at choosing them because I've done it before. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to say to someone, I want you to generate 400 times more traffic with no resources, you know, which is something that (laughs) I have been told before you need to generate 400 (laughs) times more leads. And I said, okay, what's my budget? And they're like, same, same as before, <laughs> you know, so, um, so I think, but I think obviously all of those KPIs, all those, all those key performance indicators have to show that you are on the right path. It's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to take on quote unquote, quick projects that distract you from the main goal. And so I think that, you know, some people call it a North star. Um, there's all kinds of words for it out there in, in the industry, but as long as everyone knows what they're going for. It really helps you figure out what you should prioritize. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I like to reverse engineer it. So for my team, okay, maybe we can't necessarily affect bug fixes. That's going to sit in a different team, right? But my team can communicate with people, set up feedback loops to find out what these bugs are, communicate with customers so they know that we're on it and we're listening to them. You know, there's all kinds of ways that we can all work together to achieve these OKRs. Um, and, And yeah, but I, Sorry, I'm kind of rambling a little bit because it, it does go around in a circle a little bit. But um, but yeah, OKRs, KPIs, they need to be achievable and, and they need to be mm-hmm. in the right direction. And, and that's something I actually like to sit with my team and discuss 
you know, this is what we need to do. How do you think we're going to get there? What do you want to focus on this year? Because again, I hire specialists. I hire people because they know something better than me. So I want to consult with my experts and say, here's where we need to be. What do you think we need to do to get there? And what do you need to get there? Do you need more money? Do you need mm-hmm. another person? Mm-hmm. Do you need, if I can't get you more money or another person, what can I take away to help empower you to focus? Um, and that's that's a big part of it too, is, is making sure that your people have everything they need to succeed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just, there's no point if you're just setting them up They're for failure. They're just going that's, to be busy. Yeah, it's no just busy reason. for busy sake. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also am curious to kind of learn where do you see Onomondo in two, three years? So where do you, what's the vision? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, in this economy to close a growth round of 21 million US dollars is, is really great for a, a, a group of uh, under 50 people hanging out in Copenhagen. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so is. I think uh, the, the growth strategy, and so this is, it's called the growth round and that's because it's going to be focused a lot on growth. So it's going to be building mm-hmm. out the team, building out the different functions. Um, I mean, we have a new office space, which is great because we're bursting at the seams <laughs> at the moment um, because we're growing just so fast. Um, but yeah, in terms of the the growth team, it's kind of how I outlined. We're going to be doing a lot towards building our community and having regular events and regular webinars and and really engaging with our users and engaging with our core ICP, figuring out what they want and then build a product that they want. Um, that's the whole point, right? That's why we're all here Mm -hmm. is to give people what they want. So from a growth perspective, it's definitely looking more at community and building out the the growth function. Um, One of the other things uh, from the growth team that I want to do is I want to introduce a growth hacking lab. Uh, Mm -hmm. Growth hacking hacking for me, I think the word gets thrown around a lot. It does. (laughs) The actual meaning of growth hacking is, right, these little experiments that you do. It it can be as small as changing a color. It can be as big as adding a feature. There's so many different experiments you can do, but no one's really, aside from reading the book, Growth Hacking or Hacking Growth, no one's really doing stuff and sharing it. So I wanted to create a a network of marketers where we can test out these different things. I want to set up a growth hacking team in Onomundo. Um, and we already have a playbook and we already kind of have a little structure in place for when that can take part, probably in 2023, where we're going to test out all kinds of cool things. And we're going to share with the world what we tested. We're going to share um, best practice. We're going to share our failures. We're all, all marketers fail. <laughs> we just talk love... about the good stuff. Right? Yeah, it's we like, never talk about. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> Instagram. You never see the ugly stuff. You only see the mm-hmm. good stuff. But we all fail. And that's, I mean, when we do our marketing podcast, you know, the, our fuck up stories is the best received <laughs> um, episode because we all mess up and, and it happens. And, but I think that's an important part of kind of building this kind of growth movement of how can we actually grow things, not talk about mm-hmm. it, not strategize. How do we build things that maybe we didn't think of and, and what do we do with it afterwards? So that's one of the, uh, one of the things I'm really excited to get into in 2023 is, is building that function out. And in terms of the product, I mean, we have so many really cool things going on right now. I can't really divulge with <laughs> patents pending, um, oh. but we are, yeah, it, which is really cool. And if that happens, you're going to hear all about it because it's a really, really exciting product. And one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to make internet of things accessible. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated industry um, and it's kind of exclusive in that sense, but actually if people have, it's essentially making sure people have access to their data and they know that they can make decisions based on it. And if we can do that, think of how we can save people money, save fuel, save on resources. You know, if people had the data and could make smart decisions, the world would be 
different. And our goal is to have an impact on people and the planet. So, you know, some of our plays that we're about to do, we're going to be game changers for, for the planet um, we're, mm-hmm. we're with the resources that we're working with and trying to remove some, some resources. Um, so there's a lot of really exciting things in the pipeline, which is going to keep our product marketing team very busy. Um, yeah. So I think it's just, it's just all good news right now <laughs> in a time where it feels like everything around us is on fire. Um, yeah. It's, it's good news on a Mundo and it's very exciting time to be kind of a part of it and, and at a company that listens and respects um, new ideas and values, mm-hmm. differing opinions and people who say, why do we do it this way? Why are we doing the same things? Let's try something new. And having that freedom is, is, is wonderful. Yeah, amazing. I'm very excited to, you know, continue watching you and continue watching your journey. I'm very excited to see, um, you know, what you're sharing and the learnings that you accumulate and you share with us. So thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for taking the time. Um, And thank you for sharing your plans and your ideas. This was super interesting for me. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I I really enjoyed it. And yeah, happy to share once I have more information. (laughs) See you around, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Thank you.